Well, hello, everyone, and thanks for joining us today for our next episode of Mixed Messages with Jeff Bogue. My name is Joe Caruso, and I'll be your host as we dig into today's topic. Thanks for jumping on board with us today. we got a special episode for us. But here from, uh, it seems like from news sources to comedians and from friends to advertisements, it seems like everyone has an idea of how we should think, live, and make decisions. And when even the experts sound convincing, but they disagree, how do we cut through the noise? And when information overload leaves us frustrated, how do we sift through it all and choose what governs our lives? Our leadership here at Grace has been processing and praying about these things, and we want to continue to offer a resource to navigate some of the day's most pressing topics and questions. So today we have a special guest with us today. Uh, While the title of this podcast is Mixed Messages with Jeff Bogue, or um, as he likes to teasingly say, the Reverend Dr. Jeffrey A. Bogue, today he is actually doing some senior pastor things, engaging some of our other campuses, and we thought this was a great opportunity to bring in one of our friends, one of our brothers, one of our respected <laughs> colleagues, uh, Kemp Boyd. Kemp Boyd, you are pastor, coach, executive director of Love Akron. You got your hands in all kinds of great circles. So, uh, but brother, it's good to have you with us today. Hey, man, I appreciate it. I, I thought I was Jeff Bogue for today. <laughs> I mean, I thought that was the deal if I came on. I said, I want to be, uh, and he's no longer, and, and tell him this, he's not just Reverend Doctor, but he's also Bishop Bogue. <laughs> Bishop Bogue. Yeah, we're going to, Bishop John said he's going to he's gonna anoint him, and so he's going to be Bishop Bogue now. That's fantastic. Yeah, Bishop Jeff uh, Bogue. So what some of you, some of our <laughs> listeners might not know is uh, Kemp and Love Akron, they host a podcast as well. They've been doing it really since last summer, yep. uh, and it's called The Intersection uh, with Jeff uh, and Kemp, and then also uh, Bishop Joey Johnson over yep. at the House of the Lord and Pastor Tim Armstrong over to chapel. That's some yeah. great stuff there. Oh, so man. Plugging that uh, podcast. Yeah. Um, where can we? As a matter of fact, we'll pause here. We'll kind of do a little commercial. All right. Where can where can people find resources that you guys have been putting together? Because there, it's some fantastic stuff. Oh, <laughs> you would ask me that. I would ask you that. It's, it's on all of the podcast platforms. There's a whole list of them. Kayla knows. <laughs> Kayla, I don't necessarily know. Kayla makes I, it happen. Yeah, and I probably should know, but I think anywhere you would find a podcast is is going to be there. And I think we're actually getting ready to launch our first one, possibly. Great. Um, but also go back and check out um, those discussions that the four of us had yeah. way back when this happened, and there's a lot of good nuggets in that. And really, man, Joe, I'm sure you experienced that sitting here with. Pastor Jeff, man, it's just it's just really humbling just to be in the midst of those three mm. brothers and just kind of be a sponge and soak up what they're saying. But also, I get to poke the bear a little bit with yeah. um, between the three of them. So we have a really good time, man. But it just shows you um, just the goodness of the Lord, man, um, of how He can bring all these different people together from different backgrounds, different different stages of life to where. Man, what really binds us and holds us together, man, is just the love of Jesus. So it's really cool. That's really awesome, yeah. and it's it's been good to uh, to see you guys interact because that's what, that's yeah. probably one of my favorite things. Uh, last year, these conversations were called conversations about race, yeah. just straight up, right? And uh, it, they've been fantastic back and forth. Mm-hmm. Uh, you guys challenging each other, encouraging one another, helping each other all learn. It's it's been really fun to yeah. watch and learn from from my perspective. Uh, for sure as well. So check those out, listeners, yeah. watchers. Um, if you haven't had a chance yet, it'd be very enlightening and very helpful as we continue to, like this podcast says, try to figure out how God is helping us navigate the issues of the day. And that brings us to uh, today's topic, Kemp. Um, we thought this would be a great opportunity. Um, there's 
all kinds of voices in our culture, right? Just people want you to pay attention to them, uh, their issues, their their platforms, if yeah. you will. And um, February, um, for a long time now, has been Black History Month. Yes. And um, I feel like um, whether I-, I would say appropriately, it's got a little bit more volume this year, and I think mm-hmm. a lot of that stems from how last summer played out. Um, but I think a lot of people have a lot of different thoughts on yeah why it's important or how it's important. And there might even be plenty of people, unfortunately, that think it's just not important at all. Yeah. And so I'd love to dialogue a little bit about that yeah, with man. you. Uh, so let's start here. What has Black History Month meant to you, Kemp? Like, what, what does that mean personally for you? Well, um, man, really great question. I think, I think one of the biggest things it's meant for me is the acknowledgement of, you know, people that look like me mm-hmm. and their accomplishments and their successes um, because a lot of times growing up, just going to school, you know, I think I think, you know, we learned about it in school because there's there, there was the American history class. Right. Sure. Um, but you kind of learn about what every if you will, you learn about the prototypical people. Mm. You know, you learn about Reverend Dr. King, you know, Rosa Parks. You learn about those things. Um, but there's so much others that are that are African-American that accomplished things that did some success. And mm. so being able to take a deeper dive into that and being able to acknowledge what that looks like, I believe is really is really an awesomeness of who God is. Right. Mm. Because if we're made in his image and in his likeness, that diversity is something that we all want to know about brothers and sisters that were in the faith. Yeah. That accomplished something. And so um, for me, it just it gives me a sense of. I think growing up, a sense of hope that I could recognize somebody that looked like me that was accomplishing much and wasn't necessarily walking in the perception at that time or even this time of what an African-American male should be or should look like. You know what I mean? And so that that meant a lot to me Um, and being able to and know that it's not just Dr. King. Right. Um, But there was many others. And then, too. I think what it even means more to me today is that I'm making, if you will, right now, history. Sure. Yeah. Me as Kemp sitting here now. And and what I mean by that is I mean that two ways. I mean it from a personal standpoint is that, man, I, you know, and, and it's not, and hear me correctly. It's nothing. This is not meant to offend anybody. But, man, I've been married for 15 years. <laughs> right. Um I have six beautiful kids, you know, and I've been with my one wife. Now, historically, in my family, that's just not the case. Sure. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's just not the case. Like, um, I love my relatives and all the men that preceded me. But, you know, there, there was a lot of there was a lot of things going on in there that, yeah, they might have stayed married for years, but they necessarily wasn't faithful. Mm. Um, they wasn't committed. And they didn't do the thing. So I, I feel like I'm making, if you will, black history as I'm living. Yeah. But by, by how I minister to my wife and also my children. But also, um, you know, with what I'm doing currently right now, I mean, I'm the executive director of Love Akron. And from that perspective, the first African-American executive director of Love Akron. So that's history. And I think with that comes a sense of responsibility of how am I going to play it forward for the next person? That may be the next Kemp or the next Dr. King or the next Bishop Johnson or whomever. Yeah. Right. How how do we help to move and play that forward, that pendulum forward? But I don't look at this month that it it shouldn't be a divisive month because I don't think it's about 
I don't think it's about that. It's just about the acknowledgement or the recognition of yeah. those that have come before us that have done some really great things. That's so good, Kim. You, you said so much good stuff in there. And one of the things that really uh, stuck out to me is that we're making history right now. Yeah. You know, and I, I mean, goodness, if I had to guess, most of our listeners right now, they're not going Monday through Friday, Saturday and Sunday thinking to themselves, I'm making history right yeah. now. But it's so true. When, mm-hmm. when you're, if you have kids, you're a part of their history. You're a part of their ancestry. If you have grandkids, Absolutely. if you listen to this, you certainly have this generational influence over mm-hmm. other people. And they're looking directly at you as kind yeah. of a path setter Absolutely. for what's possible and yeah. what's likely even. And so um, that that's such an important, I think, challenge and encouragement to all of us, like be a history maker because you're doing it no matter what. So let's do it on purpose. Absolutely. And then the other thing that um, you said about being able to like – Look at some of these figures, whether they're kind of personal in your in your own private circles or kind of these these names you mentioned, Dr. King, you mentioned Rosa Parks, like that are kind of more uh, pedestaled in history. Mm-hmm. Um, we historically speaking, it's so helpful to be able to see yourself in those type of figures. I, I think biblically, I think mm-hmm. this is why it's so awesome that Jesus came to to be on this earth, to, to live the human life. Uh, Hebrew says he's the great high priest, that he Absolutely. can resonate with the things that we struggled with. And so we begin to see our mm. experience through that lens. Absolutely. But Jesus is a big example. Yeah. <laughs> but then you boil that down, you're like, yeah, I, I see these that's why I resonate with the Hulk in Avengers, you know, just this big guy with rage issues. No, <laughs> But, you know, like you see yourself in heroes. You see yourself in these historical figures. And that's one of the many reasons mm-hmm. something like Black History Month is so important. Absolutely. Right. Um, so, Kemp, um, you, you can certainly continue to um, expand on it if you'd like. But I'd love to also add a flavor to this conversation. Yeah. What is What does a month like this mean for, like – a believer. This podcast is yeah. set up for people that want to kind of hear God's voice, do mm-hmm. what Christ wants. Um, what are ways this could or should impact us, and and maybe even what are some ways that we can respond in a godly way as this this conversation about this month swirl around? Yeah, I think that you know, and I, I want to piggyback on what you're saying as far as as far as Jesus, man. Um, yes, he is our great high priest, and he is our example. Mm-hmm. And so, with that being said, I think. What this month presents is the example of how are we really how are we really meeting one another to connect with one another relationally? Uh, yeah. You know what I mean? Like there's there's a relational element, I think, across our culture that can be so powerful in a month like this. Right. Mm. Because when, when you know, and that's kind of you're going to hear me say this a lot, but because that, that's my word this year is acknowledgement. Right. Mm. Um because I think it's it's a biblical expression as well. Like if, if we can confess our faults, if I can acknowledge, then is he faithful and just to forgive me of my sin? You know what I mean? And so I think even that from a relational aspect, you know, it's something that, you know, even you called to me and said, hey, Kent, man, would you love to be a part of in a way, you were acknowledging me as a friend, as a brother to say, hey, man, we would just love to have you be a part of this and to speak into that. Yeah. And that and that meant a lot. You know, because I think it's a thing where I don't because of what's happened last year, I don't take it for granted anymore when people ask me to come do something or when people ask the question of, man, how how do we do Black History Month? Like, like, I, I really don't know. And and like you said before, everything has heightened our understanding. 
because we don't want to be offensive, right? Um, and we want to we want to show ourselves to be the type of people that says no. We want to lean into that because if somebody's seeing that I'm not, I don't want people to think that I'm not for that, right? Yep. And so, I I believe relationally, man, this presents us with an opportunity for us to start asking these questions. And I think Black History Month presents us with the opportunity to do that really well to say, hey, you know what? <laughs> not not that it should only happen in Black History Month. No, right. However, it does kind of give you, if you will, a mulligan to ask the question. Sure. Yeah. To say, hey, you know what? I don't, could, could you help me to understand, just like you asked me, what does Black History Month mean to you? Mm-hmm. Like that's a conversation starter and a connection starter for where we can kind of delve into relationship with each other to where I can gain understanding. Yep. Bible says in all you're getting what? Get understanding. Yep. And so as we continue to get that understanding from one another, it deepens our relationship with each other. So now I know, man, th- this is why this means so much to you. Like I remember watching growing up, um, Doug Williams, man, he was the first black quarterback to win the Super Bowl. Like, I remember that. Number 17 for the Washington Redskins. I remember um, when there was two black head coaches who coached in the Super Bowl, Lovey Smith and Tony Dungy, right? Like, I remember that. And those were monumental moments. And it shouldn't be a moment that we say, man, well, that's never going to happen again. No, that should propel us to say, hey, man, why can't that happen again? And so when somebody asked me, like yourself, to say, hey, what did that mean to you? Well, I'm a head football coach. I would love to coach in the Super Bowl one day, right? Right. But here's the thing. When I was growing up, I didn't know that was even possible. Right. You're right. Like, I didn't know that was possible because what I saw was a, a lot of good whitehead coaches coaching in the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Um, Doug Williams was an anomaly. It's like, okay, well, I was always taught, well, you know, we always want to have a white person at quarterback because they're smarter somehow, <laughs> some way, right? But that's what these things were taught. But, man, these guys were – Man, they broke they broke some barriers and they were trailblazers, mm-hmm. right? Who blazed the trail. I don't think not just for me as a black person, but I think also for all of us when you start looking at the body of Christ. Because again, when we see Jesus and when I look at you, I should see Jesus in you, right? Because you're an image bearer of him. So if we can if we can really have that type of eyesight towards one another, not saying it discredits or discounts our blackness or our whiteness. No, we know that comes with it. But, man, I see Jesus. I see how Jesus is working in his life. I see what Jesus is doing through him. And so now I can celebrate this month of accomplishment that is for, and again, for the body of Christ, hey, this is for us to celebrate with our brothers and sisters of color. Yep. To say, man, I recognize that. I appreciate that. And guess what? Now I can see someone who has done it that looked like me, right? And I can appreciate that deeper. So I, that, that's what's – I think that's what's really cool and fun about the month. Um, so, like, I hope that answered your question, man. I, I can kind of go, but – It does. Well, that's one of my favorite things about our <laughs> friendship, man. You should <laughs> – so Kemp and I, we uh, – well, at least theoretically, we work out together. Yeah. Uh, this last, we, we we do this thing called F three, and it's, it meets outside no matter yeah. what, early in the morning. And uh, January and February have been hard. There's oh, some mornings where it says nine degrees, without a doubt. And that's hard to get out of bed. And I've missed. Shout a out couple. to F three though. That's Shout right. out. <laughs> uh, we got Jar Jar and six pack right here. But uh, 
like when we just get going sometimes after that workout and we're like, mm-hmm. oh, we could have left 20 minutes ago, yeah. but here we are going. Yeah. But one of the things you said was this idea of like um, trailblazing and breaking these barriers. And mm-hmm. as you were talking through that, it kind of cycled back to when you were also talking about um, these uh, – history-making moments, Mm -hmm. you know, because blazing trails is not only about whatever personal accomplishment that, you know, uh, that they're, like you said, um, Lovey Smith and Tony Dungy, you know, coaching in the Super Bowl together. It's not just about Lovey and Tony. Yeah. It's about suddenly that accomplishment gives hope, right? And as followers of Christ, that's Mm. one of our... um, encouragement directives absolutely is to look at other people and continue to give them hope i we um i've been studying in ephesians lately and mm. it was reminding me of this part in the passage that says um you gotta find it i pray that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened in order that you may know the hope to which yes. he has called you the riches of his glorious inheritance and his holy people and in his, his incomparably great power for us who believe and like if our relationship with God mm-hmm. is supposed to, to set the stage for our relationship with others, then that means as God enlightens us and our yes. relationships begin to enlighten us, then it begins to give each other more and more hope. Absolutely. Oh, man, I could preach. And, but no, <laughs> go but for no, it. No, but I was thinking about – I'm glad you said that verse because I was thinking about the eyes of my understanding. Yeah, right? yeah. Being enlightened, and that's what it does. And, you know, and, and it's funny because um, – you know, being in this position with Love Akron, I've been able to learn a lot. And I've been able to be in a lot of different discussions and conversations with people that I probably would have never been in sure. with. I'm just just being honest. I'm, you know, um, but what I've realized is, you know, even sitting in a room with, with, with Pastor Jeff, Pastor Tim and Bishop Johnson, what I see is the amount of reverence that those two white brothers have for Bishop Johnson. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? Like. Yeah. And and really, just let's just think about this for a second. In the world that we live in, and I don't know how Pastor Tim or Pastor Jeff was raised or brought up, but man, that says a whole lot in this day and age. And only Jesus can give you that type of love and reverence for one another. Yep. Like the world can't give you that. No. Nope. You know what I mean? And then for Jeff to reach out to me and to invite me to that table when, you know, I ain't know I known Jeff for a minute. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um but the, even the relationship that we've been able to have with one another has been powerful. Yeah. You know, I mean, I'll call Jeff, man, and Jeff answer here, get back with me. Like, that means a lot because he don't have to do that. But that's even though he's white, I'm black. The love of Jesus is what binds us to one another mm-hmm. that, man, we'll go from, hey, man, brother, I love you, man. And we'll keep moving so much so that now you don't even think too much about it. Yeah. And so, you know, going back to the month. What what the month presents is the amount of reverence I think that we we should be having for each other, mm-hmm. because I think Black History Month is a little bit like Christmas. Not saying that, not <laughs> just just go here with me for a second. But when we think about Christmas, man, it's not just December, right? Like we should be celebrating our Savior every day, every month, mm-hmm. and I think it's the same way with Black History. Mm-hmm. Right. We should be celebrating that all throughout the year. Yeah. We've designated it within a month. But that doesn't mean when the month is over, then we just go back to saying, OK, let's let's close this book up and let's not have <laughs> another one. No, no. Let's continue to dig deep into that. But two, let's find out who are who are some of those people within the body of Christ now that that we feel like are making history that yeah. I know. That's good. That I, that I just want to man, I want to break some bread with. 
I want to talk to and I just want to get to know them deep because I see what they're doing. Yep. And I have an appreciation of it. I love it. It, it. One of the principles that I feel like you're hinting at very strongly and I love is that our passions are going to follow our relationships. Absolutely. And so, you know, there's a lot of times when different issues around the world, they don't bother us, you yeah. know, because they're not our thing, you know, mm-hmm. like many of you may not have realized there was a coup attempt in Myanmar a week ago. Yeah. Because you're not thinking about what's going on in Myanmar. Absolutely. Like it, it, you know, and you may not have relationships with people that live there, but there are some brothers and sisters that we would have here in Akron that live in Akron yep. that that hits home. That's where they're yes. from, right? Uh, we have missionary friends that are uh, working with a business there in Myanmar, so that affects some of their relationships. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, there's, there's just all kinds of – but if you don't have those relationships – yeah. You don't even click that headline. No. You know? And then all the way down to much, much more personal, like I was talking with a family uh, not too long ago, and they were saying, you know, man, for the longest time, we didn't, we would see like the little puzzle pieces on the back of cars. We didn't think anything of autism. We never really thought of it ever. Yeah. Well, then suddenly now they have a nephew that's on the spectrum, and like they're major advocates for it now mm-hmm. because the relationship caused and birthed a passion. Absolutely. And I think sometimes, I, I don't I don't think many people I want to say this carefully. I think there are plenty of people that don't ignore things like Black History Month on purpose. Mm-hmm. But if it's not founded in their relationships, they don't they don't mean to miss it. Um I, yeah, go ahead. No, no. And, and and Joe, man, you're absolutely right, right? Like like there's a and then, two, we have to come back to one another, as I think, as believers, and say, man, where's the grace at? Yeah. Like, where's the grace at? Like, there, there's some <laughs> there's some things I don't know I'm not aware of that may be important to you. I'm like, Joe, I don't ever think about that. Right. Right? That doesn't mean that I hate you. Right. That I don't like you. It just means, man, I don't think about it. But, hey, help me to understand why that's important to you. Mm-hmm. Help me to understand why that's so. I mean, that's what you're doing right now with me. You're like, right. Kent, man, tell me why this is important. Tell mm-hmm. me the impact that it's made. But even let's look. Let's go back to scripture, right? When you look at Jesus's encounter with the woman at the well, yeah, right. Mm-hmm. Now Jesus could have blasted her, sure, for the type of life she was living, sure. And he told her the truth in love. But again, it's almost like, well, I didn't know any better, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So, so Jesus really helped her to know better, right? And when she learned better, what happened? She did better. Right. Right. Like like she went and not only did she do better, but she went and told everybody within her community about this man who said, man, he told me everything there was to know about myself. Mm-hmm. Right. Because there was something in her that for so long, because of the culture that she was living in, that's just how it was. Yeah. And Jesus coming to say, he's like, no, let me let, let me tell you, just because that's how it is, it doesn't make it right. Yep. Or that's not who you're supposed to be. And and so I think this is the same way. Like, it's no problem if you don't. I mean, it was funny. Since you brought up FC, I'm going to go here with it. Yeah. So we're out there, and I think it was was the first week of February. And so, you know, we always end with, you know, our circle of trust, and we pray, and we take prayer requests, and um, whoever led that cue that morning gives the message. And so I'm standing there, and, you know, they they say, you might have any now. It's like, hey, happy Black History Month. You know, and they're like, oh, yeah, I don't expect them to know that. Sure. And it does. It, listen, it doesn't make them less saved. Yeah. 
right? It doesn't mean that they don't like me or they don't like black people. It's just that's just probably not their environment, and that's okay. Mm -hmm. But to your point, that's where we have to encounter and engage each other a little bit more. Yes, and that's and that's the main reason. Shout out to to Chris Winkleman, but that's one of the things that from that talk he heard with me, Pastor Jeff, Pastor Tim, and Bishop Johnson. Well, he reached out to me. And he says, hey, man, I appreciate some of the things you had to say. And ever since then, me and him meet every month. He's the one. He's the crazy individual that got me going to F3. Right. 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 <laughs> but since then, we have done what we have developed a relationship. Right. So we know each other deeper and he understand. I understand what's important to him. Mm -hmm. He understand what's important to me. Like that's that's exactly what you're talking about. But I could have been like, oh, man, you're just ignorant and go away somewhere and. I could have shunned him off, pushed him off, and all he's really wanting to know is he he wants to know, he wants to he wants to learn more and he wants to be in a relationship, but because I'm saying you're not woke enough, bro. <laughs> right? Because that's what we do, right? We live in this woke society. Everybody's woke, but man, I'm not as woke as I should be. Sure. Whether it's about my my own race or whether it's about the ethnicities of others around me, we're all in a state where we're trying to become more woke. But let's really get more woke about Jesus, because I believe if we get more woke mm. about him, then he he unpacks all the other stuff. Yep. If that makes sense. Absolutely. That's what I love about that uh, story of the, the woman at the well mm -hmm. is she has this interaction and then her next or I should say her reaction is to go point people to Jesus. Yes. I met this – now, she didn't know the words yet, but I met this God-man that is changing my life. Absolutely. And it's starting to impact mm -hmm. my relationships. It's starting to impact the way that I want to live my life. It's yes. starting to impact – it's changing my priorities. It's mm -hmm. changing how I see things. But that happens out of relationship with our Heavenly Father, and it happens out of the relationship with the people that he puts in our pathway. Absolutely. And that's um, – that's, that's why I like this conversation because mm -hmm. out of our relationship, mm -hmm. uh, you know, Joe and Kemp's relationship, it's like, yeah, let's sit down and chat about this. Yeah. Like, because this is really helpful, I think, for us. Like, this stuff refines me, Absolutely. right? And then uh, my hope is that this can encourage others. Absolutely. Um, and that's, that's where, like, you know, in the context of mixed messages, right, what we're all listening to right now, I don't think we're asking our listeners to. Mm become an advocate for Black History Month. I think what yeah. we're asking our listeners to do is allow Jesus to transform your heart, to inspire you to form relationships. Absolutely. And have a healthy perspective on um, our brothers and sisters and community all around us. Absolutely. Yeah, so that's... Because sometimes you can go out, man, and you can go try too hard. Yeah, right. Instead of just allowing... but But that happens, too, with, you know, I think anything. When, you know, I can remember when I first... When I first received Christ, man, like I, I was out here witnessing, man, I was beating people over the head with the word, right? And and, <laughs> sure. and that doesn't work. No. You know what I mean? And and I've learned the importance of grace and really loving people and really meeting people where they're at. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because if we can do that, man, that's a really blessed and beautiful thing. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I mean, I agree with you, Joe. It's not about saying that, oh, man, you need to go and learn. What I'm saying is, hey, I hope that this discussion and talk that we're having, mm -hmm. hopefully it opens up your ear gates to say, man, yeah, I'm interested, or that's intriguing to me, or yeah, I don't know what I don't know. Like you said, now, now God, work on my heart a little bit. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Work on me. Um, you know, show me what well, what's the passage talk about? It says, you know, show me what is in me, if you will, and then renew a right spirit within me. But show me me first. Yeah. 
And right now we're living in a society where we're seeing what's on the screen and we're seeing all these things happening. But how many of us are saying, okay, I, I want you to show me me in this. Yeah. You know what I mean? Have I gone too far to the left or to the right? Yeah. Instead of really fixing my eyes on Jesus, mm. who's the author, the finisher, and the perfecter of my faith. Oh, so good. You know, and then when I can do that, as I fix my eyes on him, he becomes really the image staring back at me because, man, that's who I'm supposed to be walking like and yep. looking like and acting like. That's, oh, Kemp, so good. Um, I I think if we all realized that we need to grow no matter mm-hmm. who we are and that everybody we're talking to needs to grow yep. no matter who they are, we'd probably give each other a lot more grace, especially oh, empowered by the Lord. But absolutely. Like, because I don't know everything. Matter of fact, I, I've had some pretty staunch opinions. In my Matter of fact, if you know me, our family hashtag <laughs> is Caruso has an opinion. I've had some staunch opinions in my life. And then you learn something, and you're like, oh, I... I should probably, if you're, I guess, if you're humble enough, anyway, yeah. you should back. I didn't realize that maybe I was misinformed or maybe yeah. I misunderstood, and but that's where again we're relationship, and then definitely the Lord. Yes, uh, He renews your mind, trans, changes your heart. It's so good, Kemp. This is very helpful. Oh I have, man, I have one more. Qu- uh, well, maybe not quick, but I think quick question for you. Okay, just how would you encourage? Um, the the next Joe Caruso's the next mm-hmm. Chris Winkleman if we're um, it, if we're sitting here um, mm-hmm. like me who may not have something like Black History Month personally on my agenda yeah how would you encourage us as we kind of continue to build our community up um, in light of a month like February yeah um, I'm going to keep going back to this word you know I think within all of us it's important that um, that we acknowledged within ourselves that we don't know what we don't know. Mm. You know, that's a powerful thing. Um, when I know in my life, when I've been able to just simply acknowledge and when, when I acknowledge it to myself, that makes it a lot easier for me to lean into some of these spaces. Yep. It's the acknowledgement of, Hey man, I really don't know, but I don't want to sit in a seat of just no longer, just not knowing. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because after, after the end of the day, you know, I think it talks about this in Proverbs um, chapter seven. It says that um, a wise man loves correction, right? Yep. Because if you correct a wise man, what happens? He becomes or she becomes wiser. But a fool, man, they hate instruction. <laughs> they don't want correction, right? And so sometimes I'm looking at myself. If I'm if I'm calling Joe Caruso a brother, however, I'm not acknowledging that I don't know him the way I need to know him, that I'm walking as a fool, mm. right? And I'm fooling myself thinking that, oh yeah, man, me and Joe, man, we cool, we down this, that, and the third, but then I have to hear from somebody, some that may be going on with you. Mm. But I'm like, man, I thought me and Joe was cool. Well, you, you, you're cool at the level that you're rating it, <laughs> right? Sure, yep. But I need to acknowledge that, man, I need to be able to go deep and wide with you. And I think that, and I always use Chris as an example because he didn't know me. I don't know how he got my number or my email or whatever, how he got contact <laughs> with me, but he thought enough of me to say, hey, I appreciated what you had to say, and he could have just left it there, but he didn't. Yep. You know, he challenged himself to say, hey, I need to sit down with him, Yeah. and I need to talk to him more because... Something was wrestling within him 
that he couldn't turn it loose. He was like a dog with a bone, so to speak, right? Yep. And so, but by him acknowledging, first of all, me and what I said, it made it easy for him to say, man, now he could acknowledge that, yeah, man, I, I don't know what this looks like. And then we both came into this not having an agenda. And that's another thing. Don't have an agenda, please. Oh, right. Like, don't come into that's this so with an good. agenda. Like, I don't I don't have an agenda. Right. right? Like, I, first of all, I'm not smart enough to even have an agenda, nor, <laughs> nor creative enough to make one. But don't even have an agenda. Like, let's just meet people where we are. And let's go to one another with that brotherly love, with 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 that love in our hearts like Jesus has given us. Just say, man, I just want to meet you where you're at with no agenda. Yeah. And if as a byproduct, I learn more culturally from you, which is going to happen anytime you put people from two different cultures together, you are going to learn. Yeah. Just be open to that. Yeah. But don't be afraid to acknowledge that you don't know what you don't know. And let's not be afraid to acknowledge one another along this journey yeah those simple conversation starters of tell me about yourself Mm -hmm. what gets you up in the morning those go a long long way to start a a relationship Kemp, that's invaluable advice i super appreciate it i'm going to give you guys a little bit of a plug here so make sure you guys check out uh, loveakron.org you'll see like i said earlier kemp is the executive director of love akron and you can see all the things they're doing there in the church community in the marketplace Mm. and beyond it's so good what they're doing in our community Uh, grace church we love partnering with you guys and are very supportive of the uh, work that you guys are doing in the community Um, and then you can also check out love akron on facebook instagram there's lots of good stuff on there as well podcasts conversations yeah, YouTube, networking a little bit everything so so good yep so um if you uh have questions that you'd love to get answered on uh mixed messages uh you can always go to our website at bath.gracechurches.org slash mixed messages and submit those questions through there maybe you have a follow-up uh for kemp or maybe you have something that you'd like to know more about in general about any topic but uh feel free to do that if we can help you take next steps in your faith we'd love to sit down and have one of those conversations like Kemp was talking about. Uh, We'd love to help you get connected to uh, the church, connected to what God is doing. So uh, always, we want to ask you to subscribe, follow. Uh, Feel free to send us a direct message if you have something right away. Uh, And here at Grace, you can always join us on the weekend, whether in person uh, or online. So check out our website for those details. We'd love to have you. Thanks for jumping in with us today. Kemp, thanks for being our guest. It's been a pleasure to have you. And uh, we look forward to continue uh, seeking God's voice as we look at all the mixed messages all around us. All right, guys, we'll see you next time.